Hello there, and greetings to you. Welcome to Duel of the Takes, the movie and pop culture podcast that pins the wildest, most unpopular opinions head-to-head. Today's episode, we're playing a game of Kill, Fuck, or Marry to determine the greatest movie monster of all time. We are joined by special guest Andy from Break Timers. My name's Nathaniel Martin, and I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, Alden Mason and Jory Boston. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Duel of the Takes. Today, we're doing a bit of a monster mash, if you will. We're doing Kill, Fuck, Mary movie monsters, and we are joined by special guest Andy from Break Timers. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm very excited to... Uh, fuck these monsters select between these all these monsters honestly andy when you said you were down to do an episode you were like the first person i had in mind for this list you don't necessarily need to be ultra familiar with these movie monsters but if you know their design you know what you want to do with them we're killing we're fucking or we're marrying them i want to plug uh andy's stuff real quick before we get into the thick of this if you love commentary tracks if you love uh like highlights of commentary tracks oh thank you andy does it better than anyone else i see with the subscriber count that he has knocks it out of the park every freaking time oh thank you very much yeah i just have a quick question uh what made you want to get into doing commentary tracks i used to do um videos back when i was in high school they were more you know back in the style of youtube how it was back in the day you know the regular sit down uh talking head type videos and now i just wanted to do something where i didn't have to show my face so often um and just you know watch movies and make a lot of comments about it i have a lot of things to say so commentary tracks kind of felt like the right niche for me yeah absolutely and it surprises me because a lot of them you don't have like any guests on or anything and the fact that you're able to like talk through a movie like by yourself for the entire duration is incredible Uh, i absolutely love checking in on those they're great oh thank you i promise to have a lot more soon it's been a very hectic uh pandemic but uh there will be more coming soon well let's get into the thick of things Andy, since you're our guest, you can go first. Okay, cool. I'm ready. Your first movie monster is the Gill Man from Creature of the Black Lagoon. Your second movie monster is the Graboids from Tremors. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Loving these options. And you've got the Bride of Frankenstein, the monster's bride. Ooh, okay. So let me start off by saying... Gender's a construct. I'm also gay. Uh, so that's where I have the, the problem with um, the bride of the monster. Okay, well, it's, I'm going to have to say I'm definitely fucking the creature from the Black Lagoon. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because if you can do it in the shape of water, I'm sure, you know, it. the same rules kind of apply. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume... Um, people love that movie, so I'm sure. I'm sure, like, if there was a sex tape made of it, they like the same thing oh that would that would pop off on pornhub like someone actually finds a creature from the black lagoon and just fucks it that would be so gross that would win best picture at the oscars in fact it did, <laughs> it did. <laughs> let's see marry and kill got the bride of frankenstein and you got the graboids giant fucking sandworms from tremors look at the graboids what that mouth do <laughs> <laughs> um i'm gonna have to kill the graboid and marry uh the monster bride I just think it's reasonable. I want to give myself a, you know, a decent, nice life for however long, you know, I live. But the Graboid, I I don't know if I can marry that. I don't think that would be a good lifestyle choice for me. I have to agree. 
The only way I would disagree with you is if it was Kevin Bacon from Tremors, in which case that's a hard Mary. Oh, no. Oh, mm, I say that would be a hard fuck, wouldn't it? I, I agree with Andy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to go on to you, Jory. Your first movie monster is Candyman from the Candyman series. Ooh, nice. Your second movie monster is... <laughs> the raptors from jurassic park <laughs> okay and your final movie monster is the dementors from harry potter i feel like uh my gut is telling me to kill the dementors because you don't need that in your life in any form they suck good not even for a quick suck and fuck <laughs> they suck and fuck but they make you feel terrible about it afterwards it's like the definition of like the awful one night stand <laughs> <laughs> It's a very toxic relationship there. Yeah, Harry has to, like, eat a ton of chocolate afterwards. Like, I've been there, man. Like, I don't want to be back there. Kill the Dementors. I think I'm going to uh, fuck Candyman. Just because, like, I mean, look at him. Yes, I agree. But the raptors from Jurassic Park, I will marry. And you know why? Because in that movie, what always sticks out about them to me is how, how much they're searching for family and how much they want kids. And I feel like that's really relatable, and I feel like that's what I seek out in a partner. They're also, like, incredibly intelligent. Like, they're able to open doors. I need to I need to marry a clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Alden, are you ready? Unfortunately. Ooh, Pinhead from Hellraiser. Kinky. Ooh, okay. I really want Alden to get the Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got Pinhead, but you also got Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs. Ooh. And your final movie monster for this round is Large Marge from Pee-wee's Big Monster. Oh my god. Wow. Such great choices. Yeah, so you've got, like, the creepy old man, the truck stop hooker, and who was the first one? Uh, Pinhead. Pinhead. And the S&M daddy. This one's actually kind of difficult. I agree. Interestingly enough, uh, Pinhead was an S&M mommy in the book. Yeah, they have a female scent to bite. I mean, in the uh, in the movie, mm -hmm. but Pinhead was kind of like the one that stuck out and they were like this. We're going to build an entire franchise around this fucker somehow. I think don't think too hard. Marrying Pinhead. Solid. Think you'd be able to hold it down, you know? Yeah, I feel like you would be worried about Pinhead like going out late nights. Where were you? That's fine. I trust. I'm going to say uh, going to kill Large Marge. And then you're, you're fucking Hannibal Lecter. Yes. Very questionable choices. Having an old friend for dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that didn't go the way I expected, but okay. It's my turn now. I got Oogie Boogie from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's much better than the shit monster. Yes. I got the Xenomorph from Alien. No, I wanted that one. Everybody wanted the Xenomorph. <laughs> Everybody wanted to be like, I want to fuck the Xenomorph. I'm impressed with that, like, tongue. <laughs> Aren't we all? Which one? And Sadako from The Ring. Nice. Um, that's kind of problematic. Yeah, it really is. That's a child. <laughs> Can't even put that on there. Uh, I'm gonna kill Sadako because uh, she scares the shit out of me. Um, honestly, probably one of the scariest movie monsters on this list. Um, and really tragic backstory. I don't think she needs the trauma of being married or fucked by me. So we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna put her out of her misery. As for Xenomorph and Oogie Boogie, I think this is a pretty, pretty solid uh, and easy way to go about this. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to fuck Oogie Boogie, just get it over with kind of thing. Um, his gambling addiction would not lead to a healthy marriage, in my opinion. Also, he's yucky. He's filled with bugs. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of bugging. Same. He, he do be thick, though. The Xenomorph at least has like that 
motherly instinct, I would say. I, I think it might might be a decent decent marriage there. Going to go with the Xenomorph as my Mary pick. Wait, so here's my question. When when you are married, does that mean are we going by the same like rules as like regular marriage? You'll have multiple fucks, I'm assuming. I'm yeah, I'm assuming it's a healthy relationship. Okay. But then you get to that point where you're like backs to each other in bed and you're like looking over at the other like it's been months and it's just like, you know what? I can't even stomach you anymore. Yeah, that's a little too relatable. Anyway, we're moving on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Andy, you're up. Yay. Your first choice is Godzilla, the King of Monsters. Godzilla from Godzilla. Nice. Love my first option. Oh, snap. You got Michael Myers. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Not the SNL alum, the uh, killer from Halloween. Oh, not Shrek. And your final monster for this round is... Oh, shit! Wow. You got King wow. Kong versus Godzilla and Andy's DMs. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Are they going to fight over me? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> Big monk. Adam Wingard is directing a movie where King Kong and Godzilla fight for the love of Andy from Break Timers. I'm so mad for... Quickly before I decide, like, what I'm... Who I'm doing. That a Full Cell alum has is in charge of that movie a full sale alum who has made zero good movies <laughs> my god full sale's gonna promote the living hell out of that movie but it's fine um okay so what was my oh michael myers was the other option okay they all have good qualities they're all iconic like you've probably got the three most iconic monsters on the list oh crap okay i'll decide who i'm gonna kill i, I honestly i think i'm gonna kill king no i lied that was wrong <laughs> i'll kill michael myers okay i'll do what everyone else tried to do and finally end it for him i think uh buster rhymes actually killed uh michael myers in canon <laughs> did he uh, halloween resurrection the final uh movie in the halloween franchise he like like uh does like a kung fu karate kick and he he gets sent into a flame and we never see michael myers in that canon ever again. Busta Rhymes killed Michael Myers. Not how I expected that franchise. That's pretty dope, actually. Yeah. King Kong has opposable thumbs. Very helpful. Very good in bed. What is what is what is Godzilla? What has Godzilla got? Like big laser. Flame breath. Big <laughs> laser. Flame breath. Okay. That tail though. <laughs> you can monster zuck your uh, nuclear energy out of you. You know what? I'm gonna say fuck King Kong. Because if we're going by the fact that he's part ape, that that ass has to be good, right? Am I? I'm assuming. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh my god! <laughs> this is a King Kong with that like baboon, like bright red ass. <laughs> yes. Oh god. Um. So yeah, I'll marry. I'll marry Godzilla. All right. Nice. I am now a god, or a wife, a husband of a god. So, I think I'll be. I'll be set. I'll be defended. Love to hear it. I believe it's back to you, Jory. Cool, cool. Oh, shit. You got the thing from the thing. Whoa. I love the thing from the thing. Your next movie monster is Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street. I love a man who can make me laugh. Oh, God. And your final movie monster for this round is the Wolfman. Get your razor blades ready. All right. Um, I'm going to kill Freddy Krueger because he's a pedophile. And I'm not, I'm not about that in any capacity. <laughs> think i'm gonna uh who who else did i have i had the wolfman and i had the thing yes mm -hmm. all right i'm gonna fuck the wolfman because i feel like that's the definition of like the one night stand yeah just make sure it's not a night where the moon is full i think that's the night you want to do it oh my yeah you want to just like go ape those scratch marks on your back are going to be very deep yeah they will i'll be all right 
I'll be all right. And then I'm going to marry the thing because while I don't believe in changing yourself in a relationship, I do like somebody who can be adaptable. Yeah, I see this as like the mystique from X-Men type pick. It's like he can be whoever you want him to be. Yeah, he can be Rebecca Romaine. <laughs> <laughs> he can be Marissa Tomei. <laughs> all right, Alden, are you ready for this? I believe I am. Your first movie monster is Mike Wazowski. It's Roz from Monsters, Inc. Ah, Wazowski. (laughs) Oh, Wazowski. You can't seem to get it up tonight, can (laughs) you? That's what we call in the industry erectile dysfunction, Wazowski. Don't be ashamed. Three out of five monsters suffer. And then Jason from Friday the 13th. All right, and your final movie monster for this round is none other than the T-800 from Terminator. Wow. You've got some solid picks here. Uh, Two of these characters are in Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Hell yeah, they are. And one of them is (laughs) Roz. Let's get Roz in Mortal Kombat. Two of these characters are in Mortal Kombat, but all three should be. Yeah. Seems I'm going to kill Jason. Ah, oh, you're here for that slug pussy, aren't you, Wazowski? I'm, I'm gonna have a nice night with a T-800. Oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> huh? And then Roz? Seems pretty nice. That makes the most sense. I don't understand. Roz does have your back at the end of the day. Like, she, she gets on your ass, but at the end of the day, she is the leader of, like, the task force. I need that structure. She's essentially the Monsters, Inc. equivalent of Dr. Fauci. oh my god oh my god all right let's see who i got oh no Uh oh annie from misery Mm. at least it's not annie from annie i'd have to kill that one again maybe next time let's not put kids on this list i think josh put that on there oh no uh the rancor from return of the jedi nice and my final movie monster here is audrey 2 from the little shop of horrors oh Hell yeah! Oh, I love Piranha Plant. <laughs> hmm, hmm, hmm. I think it's too high risk. Um, Kathy Bates as Annie in uh, in Misery is absolutely horrifying, and I can't even do a one night there. I, that's a kill. I'm sorry, it's just too high risk. As for the Rancor, that sounds like a really fun one night stand kind of thing. It's got a strong weakness. You just drop a rock on its head. The dude with, like, the the pig armor is going to be like, oh, no, my baby, and start crying. That's somebody's daughter, Nate. Audrey 2. Audrey 2 is a solid Mary. Uh, Dependable. Always there for you. You just got to keep luring more people in. It's very similar to the pinhead situation, but I would say a bit more stable. Audrey 2 is my wife. Audrey 2 has her roots planted deep. And she sings really well. The voice of an angel. And she got that mouth. Uh, are there any monsters anyone's like hoping to get that's left? Davy Jones. I was also thinking Frankenstein, but... Medusa. How about the Brundlefly? No. Oh, God. Your final turn. Here's your first movie monster. I want Pennywise. I, I just want Pennywise, and I have my reasoning. Which Pennywise is it? The chapter one. It chapter one. Oh, like the Bill Sar- Skarsgård. Well, I'm sorry, but you got the Babadook incredible i did not like that movie but i do love the babadook i agree a topic for another video 
Medusa from Clash of the Titans oh, and yeah. Percy hey. Jackson and the Olympians, the Lightning Thief. Who played her in Percy Jackson? Uma Thurman. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and your final movie monster for this round is none other than Emotep, the mummy from The Mummy. Hmm. Let me think. I'm going to have to say Medusa's going to be the solid lay. Here's why. Pun intended. She'll make you rock hard. <laughs> But also all the little the little snakes on her head. Imagine all the all the kisses. I've seen that in a movie. I don't know what movie. Oh no. Uh, Monsters Inc. Was it Monsters? It was Monsters Inc. It was probably Monsters Inc. It was Monsters Inc. Okay, I'm yep, definitely fucking Medusa. The other two, I forgot what were they? Amahotep and uh Babadook. Mm, okay. I am gonna kill how do you pronounce it? Imhotep? Bye gone whatever but the babadook it's that's a gay icon do you know how many gay people would be after me if i killed him (laughs) (laughs) he'd be a nice mary he just kind of hides in the corner you know ruins my life it's not like people don't already do that is the babadook a gay icon (laughs) yes sir the the babadook is 100 a gay icon yeah he was in the uh, lgbt section on netflix for like two years oh yeah i forgot (laughs) i'm not quite sure why yeah i don't I mean, he has like a nice hat. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like a Brooklyn hipster. Like, I see twenty dudes that look like the the Babadook every time I'm on the L train. <laughs> he has the style. He has the the look. He's just he he embodies what all gay men aspire to be. So I'm gonna marry him. That's pretty frightening. <laughs> he's just gonna hang around you and your kid for a while. Nothing sus is gonna happen, Jory. Stop being problematic. I'm sorry. Oh, here's a cute picture I found of Pennywise and the Babadook two gay icons oh my god yes you got the shit monster from dogma cool one that josh insisted be on the list despite the fact that he's not here thanks josh you've got the pale man from uh um, pan's labyrinth got a lot of yucky guys and your final movie monster is frankenstein frankenstein's monster god damn it this round all right so i'm gonna kill the shit monster just because, like, I, I, I can't do anything with that. So you don't have a scat fetish? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't see the appeal. This is this one's tough, because uh, I really don't want anything to do with the Mitch McConnell-looking pale man. <laughs> I, I guess I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fuck him. I'm just gonna bear it one time. That's it. Just regret it for the rest of my life. Lights off. I think it'll be fun. Don't his hands have eyes? That sounds terrible those long fingers you know what i mean like the long fingers with like the eyeball well actually you know what the eyeball offers like an interesting texture proposition (laughs) (laughs) i'm gagging yeah and those long fingers they've got like claws at the end of them they're gross guillermo del toro did not design this thing to be fucked (laughs) (laughs) and then frankenstein's monster i feel like out of these three easy mary he's got a heart of gold he just doesn't know how to show it Sure, I might get beat up every once in a while, but, like, he really loves me deep down. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, did you guys ever see the uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein with Robert De Niro as Frankenstein's monster? Bro, what? No. And Kenneth Branagh plays uh, Dr. Frankenstein. Oh, my God. It was a made-for-TV movie that came out right after Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, God, he looks like shit. It is very odd. He looks so gross. To Alden. Is this the design that they used for I Frankenstein? Yes. Hey you. Yeah, you. You want to help support Duel of the Takes and look sexy as all hell doing it? Well, we have a great offer for you. 
Right now, Pierre Arden is offering a special deal on their whole inventory of European-style timepieces and wristwatches for our fans. Head over to PierreArden.com and use promo code NATEM25 at checkout to get 25% off your order. At Pierre Arden, their focus is to design cutting-edge timepieces alongside precision manufacturing, making every watch a true masterpiece to be proud of. I'm a sucker for a good deal, so I bought one myself. The Complaiso, which is currently on sale for $30 off its regular price. Plus, with promo code NATEM25 at checkout, you'll save an additional 25% off your order. You'll be walking away with a great fashion accessory and a way to keep time without pulling out your phone. All for a great deal. Again, head over to PierreArden.com. That's P-I-E-R-R-E-A-R-D-E-N dot C-O-M to pick out a nice watch for yourself or a loved one, and use promo code NATEM25 at checkout. Save 25% off your order. It helps the show, and it'll help you make an impression wearing a sexy new timepiece on your wrist. Ooh, another gay horror icon. You've got Mr. Scully Pettibone from Scary Godmother. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, okay. Up next... A gay man without an ass. Come on, what am I supposed to do with that? Jaws from Jaws. Ooh. And your final movie monster is... Pennywise, Pennywise. Clover from Cloverfield. Huh. Mr. Scully, Jaws, and Clover. What are you going to make happen here, Alden? I'm pretty sure Scully is the only good Mary pick. I agree. I like that, yes. He's got a lot of personality. Yeah. Seems like a fun time. Jaws would only be good for voring and... That's not that's not ideal. So I'm gonna kill Jaws. All right, let it be known. Uh, October eighth, twenty twenty, two fifty seven p.m. The first time we said voring on this channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. And Alden was the one to say it. Not you me. Know, I'm not surprised. Not Josh. <laughs> it does make sense. Uh, so I guess that leaves Clover. I mean, that does seem like uh, a fun time. Lots can be done. Would you film it? Wait, are we getting the Clover sex tape? Cloverfield 4? Perhaps. Is that not where this was going all along? What a, like, discombobulated franchise. Like, they're all technically anthologies, but they tie into the same story. What a mess. Remember when uh, the Cloverfield paradox dropped, like, the day the trailer released on at the Super Bowl? Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And I gave it a 4 out of 5 star rating and immediately regretted it? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I really wanted to see 10 Cloverfield Lane, but I still haven't seen any of these. Oh my gosh. If you're going to watch any of them, it's 10 Cloverfield Lane. The final round. It's me. There's a couple monsters here that I really hope get picked. So I feel like Pennywise has to be on this list somewhere. The Gremlins from Gremlins. I don't know why, but I feel like I'm counting those as children. Okay, okay fine. We're getting rid of the Gremlins. Those don't count. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan, okay. for making it creepy. I'm the one that made it creepy. There was an actual child on this list. All right, Pyramid Head from uh, Silent Hill. Nice. Up next. Oh, snap. Oh, oh, snap. I got Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. She's got a new show on Netflix. Yeah. Have you guys seen it? It looks horrible. Yeah, I saw like a little bit of the first episode and it looks like another American Horror Story, but like one of the bad seasons. That's another Coven. I thought Coven was a good season. All right. And I got Pennywise. <laughs> so Pyramid Head, Dr. Ratchet, and Pennywise. Pennywise. For all of them. Yeah. You would kill and fuck Pennywise. <laughs> 
it's complicated. I think Pyramid Head is just genuinely like too scary to like try either with. Pyramid Head fucks in that game though. Yeah, but but Pennywise like there's no face. That's true. But I mean, he's tall, he's strong, he's lean. Like, what's not to love? That's what I want in a man, Nate. You have to. You have to fuck him. Okay. Well, then I guess I'm killing Doctor Ratched. That's okay. We're fine with that. I was thinking it would be a good time, you know, like I'd get heavily sedated and... I think she would lobotomize you. Oh, well then, yeah, I don't want that. Speaking of lobotomies, I guess I'm fucking Pyramid Head, thanks to the help of the panel. Nice. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, Pennywise, come on. Tim Curry? Hell yeah. Pennywise is getting married. I I agree with that assessment. I would marry Tim Curry, Pennywise, but fuck uh, Bill Skarsgård, Pennywise. Absolutely. Absolutely. The Bill Skarsgård, Pennywise, honestly some bad things would happen but i mean like but some good things would happen did you see the part where he stuffed himself into that fridge like ooh, flexible wait are we talking about joaquin phoenix's joker again <laughs> oh god we've been through it we've, we've ranked all of these uh movie monsters into different categories in the kill category we've got the Graboid from Tremors, The Dementors from Harry Potter, Large Marge from Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Sadako from uh, The Ring, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees all ended up in The Kill, three iconic horror icons, Annie from uh, Misery, Emotep the Mummy, uh, The Shit Monster, Jaws, and Dr. Ratchet are all up for the kill. In the fuck category, we've got The Gill Man from Creature of the Black Lagoon, Candyman, Hannibal Lecter, Oogie Boogie, King Kong, Wolfman, the T-800, Rancor, Medusa, Pale Man, Clover, and Pyramid Head. The Mary category, we've got Bride of Frankenstein, the Raptors, Pinhead, Xenomorph, Godzilla, the Thing, Roz, Audrey 2, the Babadook, Frankenstein, Mr. Scully, and Pennywise. What is the worst out of all of these monsters the shit monster probably yeah yes i'm agreeing with jory how many are there one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve twelve times three so number 36 is the shit monster that was too much math for me (laughs) yeah i have to do math on this show i don't know what i was thinking (laughs) all right what is the second worst monster out of this this kill category is it the graboid from tremors is it dr ratchet annie from misery sadako large marge i don't know now that we've got the shit monster out of the way i feel like i feel like annie from misery and dr ratchet kind of ride the same train you know what i'm saying like they're very similar yeah i feel like we could place one of these here i feel like we should put dr ratchet here because um as bad as annie wilkes is at least i feel like she fits into the mold of the regular monsters on here a little bit more dr ratchet is kind of just like a bad nurse i mean so is annie though yeah that's true she killed all those babies in the hospital i feel like whenever i think of both of them i like annie is always more imposing and more threatening to me though like she comes off as more of like i would put her more in line with like a jason or a mike michael myers sorry ratchet you're number 35 maybe some people like your new show probably it's probably got a following yeah all of uh ryan murphy's stuff does between the graboid the dementors large marge sadako michael myers freddy krueger jason Voorhees, annie imhotep the mummy and jaws andy what do you think should go here at number 34 we're ranking them based on how little we think of them as monsters how do they hold up in like terms of like being a good movie monster um okay i don't think i would put 
Annie to the level of like Michael Myers. That's me personally. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I'm just saying like between her and Dr. Ratched, I would put her a little bit closer. <laughs> so uh, for me, I think I would put Annie next. Okay. I could see Annie here. I kind of think the Dementor is low key because they're just kind of like, there's so many of them and they're all like not interesting and they're kind of just low level antagonists. Oh, yeah. They're only really, like, the big bads for, like, one part of that story, and then they kind of just, like, crop up again later, and they're never as imposing as they were. Yeah, they were kind of creepy the first time, but then, like, by the third movie they're in, you're like, okay, I literally couldn't care less. Which is kind of sad, because I like their later redesign more than I like the original one. I agree. So Dementors there at number 34. Alden, what do you think should go next? Do you think, are you on the Annie camp? I think I am on the Annie camp. All right, I could see it. Yeah, I mean, Annie is such a low-level threat that I don't think she really stands, like, a like a fair chance against things like, you know, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees. Even the Graboid from Tremors, I think, needs to be higher than Annie. Yeah, like, if he didn't get into a car accident, he could have taken her. Oh, easy. And then she just broke his legs, and then it was all over. Up next, I think Large Marge. She's kind of just in one scene of the movie. Bit of a jump scare. Definitely traumatized probably a lot of Gen Xers, but for me, I don't think that Large Marge needs to crack the top 30. Yeah, no. Agreed. We saw plenty of similar scares on Courage the Cowardly Dog growing up. We're good. I love Courage. We do too. He made it uh, extremely high on our CN ranking, I think. I think number three or four. Yeah, it was definitely top five. I'm like catching up on all your videos before this. I was watching your most recent one that went out today. Oh yeah, the uh, my top 10 favorite horror movies of all time. Where Josh and I struggled. My number one was a big twist. <laughs> so we got Large Marge out of here. We're down to the Graboid from Tremors, Sadako from The Ring, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Emotep, and Jaws. Jaws. It's a fish. We can kill them. Yeah, but let's 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 slow our roll a little bit here. In the same vein as a uh, creature from the Black Lagoon, Jaws swam, <laughs> so creature could swim and also stumble and walk out of that black lagoon i want to say the graboid from tremor should go here because like in all the movies it's just like some random small desert town like that that kill counts usually not too big and the fact that a couple of rednecks with guns can stop them consistently it's kind of lame whereas like jaws like sure it's a creature of the ocean but you have to be out of your element to fight it. Whereas, like, you're just on your own ground if you're fighting a Tremor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jaws almost took out, like, a whole, like, boat full of people just trying to kill him specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I think we go with the Graboid from Tremors. I agree. Plus, I think Jaws is just, like, one of the iconic movie monsters. Like, sure, I wouldn't fuck or marry him, but... <laughs> All right. So we've got Sadako, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Jaws, and Emotep. I think Sadako's looking a little sad here. Nice. It's kind of like probably the scariest to me personally out of all these movie monsters just by like the design of like this really creepy small Japanese girl with like hair over her eyes and then she's like a zombie ghost. Mm -hmm. In terms of sheer power, she's kind of just a spooky little ghost girl. Whereas like Jaws is a monster shark and then like, you know, you've got the iconic slasher killers with Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger. And then Emotep is obviously the most powerful. Yes. The, the, in, in The Mummy with Brendan Fraser, he calls down like the 10 plagues of the of the Egyptian god, the 1940s or whatever. It's kind of wild. I was almost going to say Emotep just because I feel like out of all of these characters, he's the least iconic. Like he's an iteration of like the universal monster mummy. 
and he's the most popular one like and it's easy to see why but he's still like just like a retake on it but what you're saying is he doesn't hold a torch to the tom cruise mummy <laughs> yes that's exactly what i'm saying oh i actually do think uh what's her name could have been a great mummy if that movie wasn't <laughs> so fucking terrible i agree 100 percent. all right sorry emotep you're at number 30 bye emotep we're here for the Scorpion King. <laughs> the, the CGI Dwayne the Rock Johnson from Scorpion King 2. Yep. Sadako, Mike Myers, Freddy, Mer- Freddy Krueger. I almost said Freddy, Freddy Mercury. <laughs> Freddy Mercury, the <laughs> scariest movie monster. Jason Voorhees and Jaws. Um, I think it's time for Jaws. I also think it's time for Jaws. I agree. Because, like, in terms of movie monsters, Jaws doesn't really, like, possess a threat that is uncommon to the real world whereas all of these are like elevated i mean maybe not michael myers in the first few movies but Mm -hmm. the rest are strictly fantasy michael myers does have sort of like a supernatural edge to him he does impossible shit in the first movie too but like i i see where you're coming from yeah i mean yeah comparatively like jaws is a shark so we're down here with jason Voorhees, freddy krueger michael myers and Sadako, I'm thinking Jason Voorhees, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Like, if we're talking about as iconic movie monsters, he doesn't even show up until the second movie in his franchise. And then he doesn't even have that design that's iconic until the third. Yeah, and it's like, once you get the hockey fa- the hockey mask like killer, it's cool, but it takes three movies to get there, and then the- those movies get progressively worse, like exponentially. My favorite, like, Friday the 13th lore is, like, the video game, because it's, like, actually creepy and embodies all of the, the different iterations of Jason in, like, one piece of media. I just feel like none of the Friday the 13th movies really hold a candle to any of the um halloween or even nightmare on elm street movies not even to the ring i think jason is interesting because like he's got an s-tier design but his movies have just like never been good yeah that's definitely true sorry jason Voorhees. this is gonna be like criminally low for a lot of horror fans i think but it is what it is i'm i'm thinking sadako next between michael myers freddy krueger i agree okay like, sure, it's creepy, but it was less creepy in the American version of the movie. Yeah, and that's how most, well, at least most people here know it. And then she was played by uh, Lilo from Lilo and Stitch in that version. Really? Yes. The voice actress from Lilo plays uh, Sadako in the Ring remake. That's insane. Wow. Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, what are you thinking here, Andy? Well, while Michael Myers is more, I think, more accepted by, like, today's generation than Freddy... Like, Freddy will always be known, but I think today's generation accepts Michael Myers more as a well-known character. I'm going to say Michael Myers would be next and Freddy would be on top of him. Whoa. Yeah. I just don't think, I don't think Michael Myers could really hold anything to Freddy's powers at all. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Whereas, at least in the original Halloween, uh, Michael Myers is just like a slasher killer and it's filmed in a really great way. He's really terrifying the entire way through. But I feel like Freddy represents a really interesting, like explicitly supernatural horror uh, monster. Like, for the idea of Freddy Krueger was always like scary to me, but Michael Myers, and it was just like, oh, that guy in a mask with the knife. Yes, exactly. He just, to me, he just seemed like, for the longest time like a normal killer 
whereas Freddy is definitely a supernatural killer. Also, that knived glove hand, like, shit's iconic. Oh, I was gonna say, more iconic than Michael Jackson's glove? Oof. I would love to see Michael Jackson, like, dual-wielding his white glove and, like, the <laughs> knife glove. More iconic than O.J. Simpson's glove? Nice. Oh, okay. Hmm, interesting. I would say more iconic than O.J. Simpson's glove, just because it's one glove. Those are two. Okay. So just, like, mathematically... The glove didn't fit, though. He must have quit. That's true. I'm thinking I I'm with you guys here on the Freddy Krueger over Michael Myers for the sake of this list, because Freddy Krueger is just a lot more like interesting. I don't know if they ever did like a full on deep dive with him, but with Michael Myers, it's like, oh, he was a really, really troubled kid. And then he didn't talk for 15 years. Then he went sicko mode and broke out of prison and killed a bunch of people. And then it's like he just kept doing that. And it's not that interesting. Whereas, like, Freddy Krueger pretty much turned it into Deadpool, like, halfway through his franchise. He was always a little like that, but yeah, they went full-on wacky mode. Like, the one movie where he's wearing the Super Nintendo Power Glove. <laughs> <laughs> now you're playing with power! I know the remake is kind of middling, but I do like the take they do with him there, because in that one, if I'm remembering right, he's not actually a pedophile. They just framed him yeah the main girl like said that he did stuff to her and then the parents hunted him down and shit which i feel like makes him a little bit more relatable because like he, it wasn't his fault and he just got like killed in this horrific way and now he's back to take revenge but in the originals it's like uh this dude's fucked i also really like him in new nightmare too i'm iffy on the design from new nightmare like with the uh the blade glove hand that's like part of his hand he's got some like weapon x shit going on but yeah but the movie itself i like I think it's good uh, i can't type as fast as jory we established a few episodes ago that jory would have made a fantastic don draper secretary if he lived in the 60s Alyssa painted my nails now so i'm beginning my uh time travel transition nice we love it how many words per minute can you type been a while since i checked last time i did it was like high 70s i'm at 17 words per minute <laughs> so we got Gilman, we got Candyman, we got Hannibal Lecter, we got Oogie Boogie, King Kong, Wolfman, the T-800, the Rancor, Medusa, uh, Pale Man, Clover, and Pyramid Head. Now, if we're talking strictly movies, Pyramid Head's looking like the weak link because both the uh, Silent Hill games suck, or movies suck, but the games are iconic. But I feel like that's not quite fair. I, I honestly think, like... Most of these monsters I'm looking at kind of have like one or two scenes in their movies, which is interesting. Yeah. The Pale Man's not a main character in La in Pan's Labyrinth. Medusa in both Clash of the Titans and Percy Jackson is in a total of like two scenes. The Rancor is in one scene. Yeah, one scene. The biggest one that's sticking out to me right now on this list is Clover. Yeah. I mean, he like levels New York City and then they drop an atomic bomb on him. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, you also don't really, like, see him. I don't know about the sequels, but... No, he's not really in the sequels. Uh, there's, like, one shot in the, the end of Cloverfield Paradox where it might be him, but who knows. I feel like, um, even just from, like, a design standpoint, Clover's just really sticks out to me as, like, uninspired. Yeah. One thing that I think is interesting is when they did the Godzilla remake, they designed those, like, two random monsters that are like yeah, the oh, yeah they designed those after clover to kind of like poke fun at american giant monster movies which i think is kind of funny and then in shin godzilla shin godzilla straight up kills the american godzilla from the matthew broderick movie which is fucking hilarious based <laughs> i still need to see that 
Oh, Shin Godzilla? It's dope. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. Yeah, when we talk about Godzilla a little bit later, we'll we'll talk about that a bit more. I honestly think Clover is probably the best choice here. Yeah, that's where I'm coming from. Because that design, that never pays off. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the creature designs from Stranger Things turned me off of that show. Because, like, the whole time I was, like, on the hook, I was excited to see, like, oh, what's this, like, scary 80s movie monster going to be? And the Demogorgon's design just, like, doesn't pay off, and it also doesn't look great in season one. I also feel like the monster alien thing from Super 8 looks cooler than Clover. Yeah, Super 8's cool. Super 8's got a pass in my book. So between the Gilman, Candyman, Hannibal Lecter, Oogie Boogie, King Kong, Wolfman, T-800, Rancor, Medusa, Pale Man, and Pyramid Head, what do you think should be next, Andy? Um, okay. Like, to me, all of them kind of feel... You know what? I'm going to put Rancor. I agree. I think so, too. Although it's a great scene in a movie, it's only that one scene. And I also feel like it doesn't really add much to either the lore or the other characters that it surrounds. It's kind of just like a, oh, shit, there's a monster. He has to fight. And then he fights and wins. And that's it. Yeah, and we almost return to like the exact same situation that they were in previously to when he gets thrown in the pit and when he comes out and it almost feels like, what just happened? We wanted to show off a cool puppet, okay? Put him on Endor, that would have made it memorable. That would have been really dope. Started killing stormtroopers and stuff. It would have been cool if like the stormtroopers like had him like a berserker, like, you know, in 300, how they have that like huge monster dude that they have on like the chains and stuff if they did that but like let them loose on the rebels yeah yeah i see what we're saying here i think pyramid head's got to go next though yes in terms of design it's really cool but it's not really it's not like a main driving force of what makes that game great and then the movie adaptation is just cringe yeah also in its own series uh pyramid head was kind of just supposed to be symbolic to um fuck i'm forgetting the character's name uh ethan from uh, Silent Hill 2, I believe his name is. It was supposed to be symbolic for his journey, but then they were like, oh shit, this design really caught on, so then they put it in every game, pr- like, after. Yeah. And it kind of defeats the purpose of what Pyramid Head was supposed to be. I'm cool with Pyramid Head going here. So we've got Gilman, Candyman, Hannibal Lecter, Oogie Boogie, King Kong, Wolfman, T-800, Medusa, and Pale Man. Who do you think should go next, Alden? I'm kind of thinking Pale Man. Mm-hmm. yeah a little bit yeah you've been talking down on him for a while but we haven't placed him so i'm i'm really leaning towards that i think the design is cooler than the execution itself he kind of just chases her yeah it's only scary because of the design and it doesn't like do that much but when it puts its eye hands over its face that's really cool so sorry pale man sorry mitch mcconnell <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're creeping into the top 20 here. Medusa or Oogie Boogie next? I was kind of thinking the Wolfman. I'm going to second the Wolfman. Interesting. Just because I feel like the Wolfman is another one of those, like, sure, he's a part of the Universal Monsters, but, like, I feel like it's only because he, like, came out around that same time and is also, like, a Universal Monster. He's not, like, a classic, like, Frankenstein or Dracula are. I feel that way, though, about the Gillman, though, from Creature of the Black Lagoon. I think Wolfman is more iconic. I feel like the Gillman is at least more unique. That's true. That's true. 
because the wolfman to me just feels like let's water down a werewolf and make it possible to do in like the 30s all right you sold me wolfman's next yeah yep okay so the ones that i think can't get placed yet are Candyman, king kong and probably the gill man mm-hmm. i think hannibal should be on that list as well okay so hannibal's kind of locked for now oogie boogie medusa and my case for the t800 is sure it's scary but it's not in a scare like a horror movie. It's just this like robot from the future that looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger that can kick everyone's ass. While that's cool for an action movie, I think when it's supposed to be played for scares, I'm never really that intimidated because they're just going to shoot guns at it more. Like the only time that it starts to like show that spark is at like the very end of Terminator 1. But even then, like the superior sequel to that movie has him be like one of the greatest action hero protagonists ever. Yeah, it's cool, though, to see a monster go from like the main threat to hero. Oh, absolutely. Cool little redemption arc for T-800. It's almost like a reverse Frankenstein. I, I could see that. Imagine how different the world would be if O.J. Simpson was the Terminator. I feel like they would not be making new Terminator movies beyond the second one. Well, wait a minute. So the world would be better off? (laughs) I guess. Maybe he would have brought on Arnold afterwards. Arnold just replaced him because although I think Medusa's design is awesome and the fact that it's like a Greek mythological beast is really dope. But in terms of on-screen appearances, they've never really done it right. Whether you're talking about The Clash of the Titans or you're talking about Percy Jackson. Why doesn't Bloomhouse make a Medusa movie? That'd be really cool. I know it's a thin premise, but there's there's definitely some potential there. Yeah, I think that uh, Medusa would be cool here just because like Medusa as a character in anything doesn't really stand out like there's no standout performance as medusa that i can really be like oh yeah that's what i think of it's the myth like i know medusa because of greek mythology and so i'm always like oh yeah the snake lady who turns you to stone oh the tagline for the bloomhouse movie could be get stoned oh god fuck i'm so down i can't like that hire me i'm writing that movie medusa number 18 Uh, okay so oogie boogie cool character like like the design and stuff it looks kind of like a sheet ghost like bloated with a bunch of like disgusting bugs and maggots and stuff Mm -hmm. in terms of like disney movie antagonists really lame and he sends like a bunch of these like little kids in masks to go do all of his bidding and then he just like kidnaps santa claus and then later jack's girlfriend sally it's just like very boring his mute his song is probably the worst song in the movie too high key really i like the i like the boogie songs i feel like the biggest weakness for boogie is that he's not in that movie more like i feel like i want more boogie yeah i agree there i think the character needed to be more like fleshed out mm-hmm. and that movie's like 90 minute runtime in fact it's not even 90 minutes i think it's like 78 minutes or something kind of makes him the hero because jack's some crazy he found he found god and now he wants everybody to do the christian holiday i also think that sally's entire storyline can just get scrapped i don't like sally that's a hot take for another video <laughs> Gilman, Candyman. Hannibal Lecter, King Kong. Andy, what do you think the weakest link is? Hannibal Lecter. I mean, it, to me, it's in between Hannibal Lecter and Gilman, but I think Gilman from like a design at, like aspect, like it a little more. I don't think there's really much to Hannibal Lecter. So I kind of would just place him here because I don't feel like there's enough for him to justify any higher. 
Hannibal Lecter almost is in the opposite situation as Medusa for me. All that's really important about Hannibal Lecter is that he's like a genius level cannibal. Like he's really affluent, but he does this like really fucked up and abhorrent shit in his free time. But I feel like Anthony Hopkins and Mads Mikkelsen really bring a lot to that role and make it iconic. I would almost be fine putting Gilman here, just because I feel like all that Gilman really has going for him is his design. Yeah, and I think it's cool that there's like a monster from the swamp or like a lagoon, I guess, which is like unique. But I think characters like Swamp Thing do that better than than Gilman because like okay yeah they have like powers and abilities that come from that as well whereas like Gilman is gonna just drown you like yeah he's the fish guy I guess Hannibal Lecter's iconic but like as a monster I'm not really like he, he could in theory be someone that exists in the real world he's like three different serial killers molded into one cannibal and then between King Kong Candyman and Hannibal Candyman's powers are the coolest out of the three yeah hannibal lecter's like the the character is the richest of the three and then king kong is just the most iconic yeah i personally think that hannibal lecter should go next but i could see the case for king kong i think Candyman is untouchable and is winning this year personally my personal thoughts on like the next three it would be hannibal Candyman, king kong i agree to that i would swap Candyman and king kong see i wouldn't i feel like Candyman is really interesting as a character, but King Kong is just like such an influential movie monster and so influential to movie history. That is true. King Kong was Adolf Hitler's favorite movie. So it wins. <laughs> yeah, it was the favorite monster movie of an actual monster from world history. I guess that pushes it up. And I think they've done a good job with continuously making good King Kong movies. Yeah, like Candyman's got the original movie. And then the sequels aren't as good. Mm -hmm. And this remake doesn't look like it's going to be good either. It does not look like it's going to be good at all. It's got some potential, but I also don't think it's going to be very good. Like, I love Jordan Peele, but that trailer looked really bad. Hey, Andy, are you seeing any parallels between M. Night Shyamalan and Jordan Peele at all? That's disrespectful. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. I feel like we're still too early in Jordan Peele's career to see, like, to make too many parallels between the two. M. Night Shyamalan just, I just don't like a lot of the choices that he makes. He had some good movies, but he really, I feel like he has the personal urge to fuck things up and make things that people will eventually hate. Something that I don't see Jordan Peele like trying to do personally, at least at this moment. That's very fair. I was just saying that because like they both had two really wildly successful movies at the start of their like career as directors. And then it's like, they get all these like different projects and their name gets stamped on them, but really that it's not their project and the critical reception is tanking along with their name. Okay, I can see that argument. Because like that Twilight Zone reboot was hot garbage and then anytime Bloomhouse makes a movie, they're sure to include Jordan Peele's name and I just don't think that's really fair. <laughs> like I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. I mean, personally, I don't think he's made a horror movie, period, really, but I don't think he's made a horror movie as good as James Wan has been making for the past like decade and nobody really hails him. I 100% agree with that. All right, so it sounds like the general consensus here is Hannibal Lecter next, and then we've got a bit of a fight for King Kong versus Candyman. 
Yes. I think the like the mythos to Candyman is like really interesting and he's kind of like an elevated Freddy Krueger in my opinion. How iconic King Kong is kind of I think might supersede that now that Jory's mentioned it. Yeah, I think it I think it trumps Candyman. I think that he's ever had a movie as good as King Kong. Yes. Yeah, I don't think there's a King Kong movie I wouldn't watch again. Kong Skull Island slaps. All right. So here it is. We've got the top 12 the ones we married, the best movie monsters, the Bride of Frankenstein, the Raptors from Jurassic Park, Pinhead, Xenomorph, Godzilla, the Thing from the Thing, Roz, Audrey 2, Babadook, Frankenstein, Mr. Scully from Scary Godmother, and Pennywise. All right, there's a couple of gag characters that made it pretty high here. Yeah. <laughs> no, most notably, Roz and Mr. Scully. Wow. Also potentially argue for Audrey 2 um yeah i can agree with that i think mr scully's probably the weakest of these three i would put Roz lower just because like mr scully mr scully's like role is to be like a scary monster but Roz is kind of a monster just because like that's the aesthetic of monsters inc what what's your consensus here on the on the joke characters that made it this far andy it's definitely between Roz and mr scully but like Roz at the end is a hero Mr. Scully is a gay icon from a TV movie from the early 2000s. Like, come on, that's revolutionary. <laughs> that's what makes him more horrifying. So I'm going to say Roz and then Mr. Scully. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but you're right. Okay, so Roz, Roz is 12. Yeah, I don't think that Hannibal would be gay if uh, Mr. Scully didn't pave the way for him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well then, do we want to escalate Mr. Scully over Audrey too? then? I would be okay with doing it. Well, actually, both of these characters are in Smash Bros. Is Mr. Scully Sans? Yes. Uh, uh. I personally think that Audrey 2 is a more unique kind of monster. It's kind of like low-key an iconic horror monster even though like the original little shop of horrors is like a definite b movie and then like the musical version is just wildly popular and has like a big cult following i just think the design is way cooler whereas mr scully is just like a stereotypical looking skeleton with good fashion sense so like all gay men well not all or a significant portion i should say i've seen queer eye there's a couple of gay men on that show that just didn't have their shit together and then thankfully the queer guys came and fixed it i can confirm i definitely need the help of the queer eye guys because i have no sense yeah me too do you guys like queer eye i have a bit of a controversy with uh, my mom and my girlfriend because i don't like uh the guy that does the house stuff or the guy that does the food stuff i think both of them are full of their shit Ooh, okay hold on i will fight you on this i agree with that but i really like anthony no anthony's the food guy i fucking hate the food guy i like all i like the other ones i like all three of the other ones but those two fuck them that's so interesting i don't even remember the house guy is his name bobby yes bobby yeah okay yeah i don't care for him at all like he low-key just like comes in and immediately just is like judging in a bad way <laughs> yeah but i think he's the most helpful is he the most helpful i mean he's the one that essentially actually does work like no one else really does anything worth a damn like come on you're a gay man who's into interior design really we could have grabbed anybody for this shit <laughs> But that's how I feel about Anthony, because Anthony, I don't think his... Yeah, Anthony is out here teaching people how to make grilled cheese and being like, oh yeah, I saved your life. He's useless. I, I'm also aware of like who was the other option between him and someone from Bon Appetit. And like I would have much preferred the person that actually has a very extensive history in culinary in, in comparison to Anthony. 
Anthony also has like a serial killer smile. Yes. Like one of the videos of him talking about food, like look at him. That dude has definitely killed somebody. For sure. <laughs> In terms of reality TV, it's phenomenal. I agree that those two are the weakest links of the pack, but I think it's more important that they turn around people's lives. And I like seeing the character arcs and development between those people whose lives get fixed that's why antony is the number one movie monster <laughs> we got Roz at 12 11 mr scully and 10 audrey 2 uh sounds like it next the raptors from jurassic park although they're very scary and well done it's kind of like one of those low level threats like the dementors where there's just a ton of them and the fact that they travel in a pack is scary but as like alone the design is literally just like what a raptor would probably look like if we're extending to the sequels, I like the dream sequence on the plane where the raptor talks and says, Alan. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> Jurassic Park 3, my only Jurassic Park movie for like most of my life. I would just like to point out raptors probably had feathers. How about the Bride of Frankenstein? No, Bride of Frankenstein's a better character than the original Frankenstein, I would, I would say. Damn. Okay. Okay. Number eight, we've got... Either Bride of Frankenstein, Pinhead, Xenomorph, Godzilla, The Thing, Babadook, Frankenstein, and Pennywise. Babadook's looking a little weak here, and I don't want to be the one to say it. Yeah, I was feeling that same way. I think in the same kind of realm, Pinhead's also there. Because, like, at least Babadook's in one movie, and he's relatively creepy, and he's got a really unique design. That kind of is exactly how I feel with Pinhead, but then there's sequels that suck and are built around that character and establishing his origin and stuff, trying to make him, like, a Freddy Krueger-type iconic monster. And he really works best as a supporting centibite. Yeah, and that's what his role was in the original. I I feel more comfortable putting Pinhead here. Just because Pinhead just kind of became iconic because his design was so crazy and he was like the lead uh, centibite. Who are you calling a Pinhead? Babadook, Xenomorph, Godzilla, The Thing, Pennywise, and the Frankenstein couple. Andy, what do you think needs to be next? I mean, we've got two gay icons with the Babadook and Pennywise. <laughs> I could I could argue that the bride is also a gay icon. I'm gonna say Babadook. Yeah. I'm I'm good sacrificing the Babadook. Yeah. yeah. Number seven on a list like this is not an insult. I think the Babadook put up a good fight. Yes, yes. So now we've got six spots left. I think Frankenstein. I don't. I think I agree. Jory, who do you think should go next? Who else have we got? We have Frankenstein, The Thing, Godzilla, Xenomorph. Pennywise and Bride of Frankenstein. Part of me wants to say Xenomorph. Really? But I think in terms of design and actually being creepy, that first Alien movie, that Xenomorph is terrifying. And even in the second one, which is more of like an action take on the same character, it's still the same level of threat that like the T-800 is in its first movie. Yeah, I agree with that, but I feel like the second movie and then the later sequels also break down the terror of the individual Xenomorph. Like, I really didn't feel the same way about the Xenomorph that I felt about it in Alien 1 until, like, Alien Isolation came out, the video game. In Aliens, they're just, like, mowing through them like they're, like, fodder. Like, sure, it's like, they're almost like zombies. Yeah, this is, this is actually why I hate aliens um, and love Alien. In terms of that creature design, it's so creepy. I agree, but the sequel baggage with it, though. I feel like it's the same thing that we were getting at with, um, fuck, who did we just play? The Xeno, uh, Pinhead. Well, I think both of them are very Lovecraftian monsters. And I think Xenomorph thrives more in its Lovecraftian design even more than that of Pinhead. Yeah, I agree, but I think that it gets really tread on as the series goes on. Okay. All right. Andy, Alden, what do you guys think? Xenomorph, 
No. No. I feel like it can't be Frankenstein this low too. Like, are we gonna put Frankenstein six spots lower than Bride? Maybe not six. I don't. I didn't think Bride was gonna go all the way that high. Mm-mm. I was in between Bride and Frankenstein and possibly the thing. And the only reason why is because I think the more iconic characters are Godzilla, Pennywise, Pennywise because he was redone most frequent, uh, most recently, and then the Xenomorph because everyone pretty much knows the Xenomorph and the design. And how horrifying it was originally. I think the thing is only really scary because of its ability to shapeshift. I didn't want to say it, but the thing kind of doesn't have a design. Yeah. It's scary because of the movie and because of how it's treated and the transformation scenes where people just like turn into flesh. Yeah. And like the atmosphere itself. Yes. Maybe the thing needs to go here, although it's maybe the best movie out of all of these. Yeah, I agree. All right. The thing at number six. If this conversation's still leaning Xenomorph, I think either Frankenstein or Bride of Frankenstein need to be placed instead of the Xenomorph. Yeah, and I think Frankenstein is a weaker character than that of the Bride of Frankenstein. I would still rather see the Bride lower. To me, everything that's interesting about the Bride just makes Frankenstein more interesting. Well, what I think's more interesting about the Bride is the fact that she was alive when Frankenstein's monster kind of was around and thriving. And so while she was human, she had to witness this monster kind of terrorizing her family. And then when she tragically gets killed by accident, her body is reanimated and then she turns into that same monster that she once feared. I think that element alone is a lot more di- like deep and rich. And the fact that she was originally going to marry Dr. Frankenstein and ended up becoming the love interest for the monster he created, that is the best part of the original Frankenstein novel, in my opinion. I agree. However... I think that that just makes Frankenstein himself more interesting. Frankenstein's reaction to all of this happening, to wanting someone to call a companion, to want like a true genuine friend, only for someone like him to be made again from somebody that he terrorized so like he did, to be rejected once again by somebody who is like him, just makes, it drives home the point of that character to me. To me, it just makes frankenstein sound like an incel i mean he is if you hear people talk about frankenstein that's part of the appeal he's a monster with a heart of gold nobody likes him because he's a big like corpse man that can kill people by accident all right andy i know you're on the side of the bride alden what do you think i guess at this point i'm i'm indifferent between the two Okay, do you think Godzilla's, you know, more for Pennywise should be placed? Absolutely not. I think between the Frankensteins are fine. I've got something that might win you over. In the same adaptation we were talking about, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein is played by Helena Bonham Carter. It's pretty solid. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop Frankenstein. I do I do like that casting. Here, here's my biggest issue with it, though. I just want to bring up real quick Pennywise. Just because we're talking about Frankenstein and the Bride of Frankenstein, if we're talking about like the movie adaptations, this is like a TV movie adaptation and a sequel to an original movie that was very successful and iconic and pretty much launched Universal's monsters. Pennywise, on the other hand, has a really strong first half to his story, but has never had a strong second half. Okay. But I think the design of Pennywise is kind of like a better version of the thing in terms of the concept because he manifests what people fear instead of just whatever's around them. And then on top of that, he's also like defaulted to this like creepy ass clown, which is like a general fear kind of thing, I think. He's always the best part. I think it has more to do with the story that the character exists in more so than the the monster itself. I suppose. 
Yeah, no, I think I think it's Pennywise. Andy, are you going to be able to sleep tonight knowing that Pennywise makes number four? No, no, absolutely not. What do you think should be number four then? What did we decide was number five? Uh, Frankenstein. Yeah. Honestly, I would have put I would have put the bride there. Oh, so they can hold hands together. <laughs> Her whole story is 100% interesting. Like, I agree with all the points that you made, Nate. I just think that in terms of her as a monster in comparison to these actual monsters, she doesn't really, I don't think she holds up in comparison to either Pennywise, Xenomorph, or Godzilla. Yeah, plus with those other monsters, their stories are their own, but Bride of Frankenstein's story is dependent on Frankenstein existing. Yes, so I think, I think Bride goes here dope bride of frankenstein number four and now we have our top three movie monsters xenomorph godzilla and pennywise i've seen the most holes poked into xenomorph and pennywise i think the whole like the sequel baggage that jory was talking about weighs down the xenomorph more than three heavily flawed movies with one good monster in them because the original outing for the xenomorph was actually terrifying and then it got progressively less scary. Whereas, like, Pennywise has always been the highlight of three bad movies. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I liked it, Chapter 1. It's fine. It was a good Stranger Things movie adaptation. Yeah. I liked it a little more than that. I didn't like Stranger Things. So, Xenomorph number three? Yes. I'm feeling Pennywise number three. I'm also feeling Pennywise. Oh, God. <laughs> what is your least favorite thing about Pennywise? Uh, how his true form is Big Spider. Fair. That's a very good point. But big spiders are scary. Sure, but they're not scarier than a shape-shifting clown that was actually a big spider. Also, uh, the TV movie gets into this a little bit, but It Chapter 2 completely ignored it. Pennywise is also like a Lovecraftian monster from like the fifth dimension, like out of time or some shit. Mm -hmm. Like there are perspective chapters in uh, the It novel take us to like this weird world through time with like this giant turtle thing going on and i feel like the movies have never hit on that and it's a real missed opportunity that's the part of the book where stephen king did a fat line of cocaine and then forgot that he wrote it i think the part of the book that he did that was when he wrote the child the children orgy scene but you know Ugh. oh shit all right pennywise number three i'm sorry you sold me. The giant spider thing's dumb. And I also think they were smart to not include the fifth dimension shit. That stuff's really lame in the book. Yeah, but I don't think it's lamer than the adult story, to be honest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Xenomorph versus Godzilla here. I'm a big Godzilla nerd. I can't see it not being number one. What are you guys thinking? I agree. Yeah, I think out of every monster we have on this list and don't have on this list, Godzilla probably is a name that is going to be most recognized when we're making like a movie monsters thing it can't not be godzilla number one he's the king yeah, of monsters the king of monsters yeah sequel baggage isn't hurting him at all like the people actively seek out all of the movies that are like part of the different eras of godzilla like they get folded into people's love of him like sure there's the 90s american one that everybody hates but besides that like got a solid filmography of just like lots of monsters i like how godzilla is kind of always um portrayed as this kind of like byronic hero in the same vein as something like godzilla or as frankenstein rather where it's like he's a force of nature that you can't really stop. And if that means he's going to like level a city, it means he's going to level a city. But if he's going to protect the planet from a different monster, he will. And I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. I'm really liking the direction that they're taking like this new era, like the legendary pictures Godzilla. I'm really excited to see what they do with uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. I hope it's good. Oh, I hope it's good. 
please, Adam Winger, please don't fail us. For the sake of my degree. They haven't made they haven't made a bad one yet, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. Well, I'm gonna read the final list. Here it is. Number 36, The Shit Monster from Dogma. 35, Dr. Ratchet, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. 34, The Dementors from Harry Potter. 33, Annie from Misery. 32, Large Marge, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. 31, The Graboids from Tremors. 30, Imhotep, The Mummy. 29, Jaws. 28, Jason Voorhees. 27, Sadaku from The Ring. 26, Michael Myers. 25, Freddy Krueger. 24, Clover. 23, Rancor. 22, Pyramid Head. 21, Pale Man. 20, Wolfman. 19, T-800. 18, Medusa. 17, Oogie Boogie. 16, Gill Man. 15, Hannibal Lecter. 14, Candyman. 13, King Kong. 12, Roz. 11, Mr. Scully. 10, Audrey 2. 9, Raptors. 8, Pinhead. 7, The Duke. 6, The Thing. 5, Frankenstein. 4, Bride of Frankenstein. 3, Pennywise the Clown. 2, Xenomorph. And 1, Godzilla. Dope. This is a pretty solid list. I think it's weird how many of the uh, iconic horror movie monsters of the 80s got like slammed toward the bottom. But all in all, I think this is a list I can like stand by. Yeah. I think if we didn't do the Mary Fuck Kill like we were actually Mary Fucking or Killing them, this would be a more solid list. But I'm glad that it turned out the way that it did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Andy, for uh, joining us. Uh, definitely check out Break Timers if you like commentary tracks. We've done a few, but man, he's got a whole library of them to check out. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you. I would love to be on again in the future if possible. But um, you guys are you guys are doing. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, we'd love to have you back. Thank you. But you guys are doing a, a great job. I love watching your stuff and, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Same to you, man. Thank you, everyone, for checking out today's episode of Duel of the Takes. Be sure to check out the links in the description. We'll link uh, Andy's Break Timers channel as well in the description. And we've got tons of other things that we are currently plugging and promoting. Craig, please leave. Get the fuck out of here, Craig. <laughs> Goodbye, Craig. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Duel of the Takes. If you haven't already, check out the Duel of the Takes YouTube channel where we have highlights of every episode, bonus lists, as well as comedy sketches, and more. Also, give us a follow on Instagram. We do interactive stories, daily movie and pop culture memes. Also, when we record, if we ever need a tiebreaker, we will go live to you on Instagram. Also, if you want to be a part of the discussion, check out our Discord channel for movie debates, hot takes, gaming moments, etc. Be sure to check out the Break Timers YouTube channel in the description below. Next week, special guest and friend of the show, Matt King, returns. We will be completing a bracket to determine the best horror movie of the 1980s.